Welcome to Changing the Narrative. I'm your host, Cecil Grant. The purpose of our podcast is to help shed light on a variety of topics with new lenses. Hopefully with deeper analysis and pointed questions that cause you to think about things differently. I'm not here to change your mind. I just want you to think for yourself. Enjoy the journey. For many of you who follow my podcast and my Facebook page, which is Changing the Narrative, you know that every Monday I post a link that shows the glorious city of Chicago and the death and destruction and mayhem that occurs every weekend. This past weekend, uh, this lovely city uh, had 11 fatalities while 72 people were shot. And I'm going to continue to post these links every Monday until this is something that is recognized by organizations and the government-controlled media as something that needs to be addressed in a serious way versus a joke. Some sort of action needs to be taken so this kind of nonsense stops. And this week end, for me, there's a semi-personal aspect to it. Originally, I was going to do a podcast and tell a story of a encounter between a police officer as they pull somebody over for a traffic stop. And again, if you're a follower and listener of the podcast, you have probably by now heard the two episodes I uh, produced regarding being pulled over for driving while black. And in those episodes, I, I specifically indicate the danger. The danger, not only to the officer, but to the, to the, to the passenger, to the driver, of just a simple traffic stop. And I feel like we're just not understanding that, which is why I was going to tell that story. And so today I'm going to integrate my story, which, oh, by the way, is a true story, into the story of the death of Officer Ella French, who was killed during the weekend of August 9th excuse me, August 8th, for a, during a simple routine traffic stop. And there are going to be those out there who say, well, maybe, maybe the traffic stop wasn't necessary, and oh, they were probably profiling, and all kinds of nonsensical stuff. Go to Chicago then. You go. Rent you an apartment somewhere in one of these wards where where it is an absolute 
war zone every weekend. So these officers routine traffic stop and without warning, with no provocation, for no reason, the passenger or the driver, some, some one of the three people in the car with guns, open fired on law enforcement. For a simple traffic stop. And in my story, it's a similar situation where during a simple traffic stop, law enforcement pulled over a young man. The young man, instead of producing an ID, he had none. Instead of giving the officer his correct name, he gave him all sorts of different names and different dates of birth which creates, heightens your suspicion as law enforcement because now I can't find you in the, in, the, in the computer system because you're not telling me who you are. You're making up names. The officer finds out, figures out who this person is, discovers they don't have a license, so it's suspended, along with the fact that their tag is expired, and so, unfortunately, I'm going to have to arrest you. Now, this story that I'm telling you as I interweave it with the death of Officer French and this the very critical injury of, of her partner or other officer on the scene with her have two different outcomes but I, I feel tell the same story. In my story the young officer asked the young man, please step out of the car, place you under arrest. The young man was a large man. He wasn't very tall, but he was he was he was round. And so the officer had to to use two sets of handcuffs in order to handcuff him. The man was very cooperative. And then all of a sudden decided he didn't want to cooperate anymore, and a fight ensued as he tried to escape. And the young officer tased him. Regain control of the young man and again attempt to secure the arrest. When the young man began to fight again, wrestled away the taser from the officer, stepped away with some distance and decided, you know what, now that I have your taser and I'm swinging this chain, basically, that's hanging from my arm, I'm going to charge you. At least this young officer had an opportunity to face his aggressor, to see him coming at him and to make a decision that if I allow him to get into my space is probably not going to end well for me. And so the young officer uh, drew his firearm, firing two shots and killing the suspect on the scene. In the events in Chicago, as I said earlier, 
these officers, from from the reading that I have seen, hadn't even approached the vehicle yet. I mean, they just had just approached the vehicle. And surprise, surprise, shots get fired. I want to play for you just a small snippet of the radio uh, call as it relates to the back end of as the other officers that have now, you know, hurried to the scene are now taking their wounded compadres to the hospital. That's what they go through in Chicago every weekend. And my guess is that it happens every day. It's just that it happens a lot with a lot more frequency during the weekend. And this weekend we have two officers shot, one fatally. The other one is was shot in the face from what I read and from what you could hear and, and, and understand through this radio transmission. And as of uh, this recording was fighting for their life. Should he survive, his life will, will it's, it's alter, it's changed forever. And the young officer, uh, born in 1991, uh, started her service in 2018. She, I, I read she's, she's leaving behind a daughter. Obviously, you know, probably mother and father siblings, friends, and for what? 
trying to do something in a, in a city that is is not at all cooperating. And the mayor comes out and she's so oh, we need to rally and we need to stop and this and that. And it, we, what action are you taking, Mayor Lightfoot, to stop this nonsense? To stop it? Other than putting restrictions on what the police can do. Other than catching criminals and then allowing them to be set free that day, back to the neighborhoods to wreak havoc. What, what are you doing? Oh, now you're boo-hooing because that's a politically correct thing to do when a law enforcement officer's life is taken. And so we go back to my story, which again I say is a true story, where an officer, and this was many years ago, almost lost his life. And this officer, family man, children, wife, parents, siblings, and imagine, because the mainstream, government-controlled, communist, Marxist media doesn't cover it. With regard to, to Officer French, I saw one uh, broadcast about it and it was if you if you sneezed and closed your eyes you missed it because that's how short it was but had it been white officer shoots black unarmed man oh my god we'd still be hearing about it they'd have flyers stuck under your door it'd be on the radio until you your ears bled but because it was an officer who shot you you might catch a blip of it and that's it nobody cares Nobody, nobody's going to jump. Where's, where's anybody's lives matter? Nobody cares. It's, it's disgusting. But you need to care, and here's why. And I'm sorry if you can't follow along as I jump between this story of Officer French and my story of the young officer who years ago took the life of a young man, and this young officer had only been on the force for about a year. He took the life of a young man. And nobody wants to sit here and say, well, better your life than mine. But what you do want to say is that it, it was un it didn't have to happen that way. Neither of these situations, events had to happen the way they happened. Neither of them had to end the way they ended. In this most recent one with Officer French, unfortunately, she she's she ended up being the victim and passing away. And I and I'm I'm very concerned about this other officer who was shot in the basically shot in the face. A bullet between the eyes. If he lives, praise God. But he's in bad shape. And the other story, my story, my true story, that young officer was my son. And so put yourself in the position of a parent, knowing that your child every day goes out there. I can't, it isn't, it's, it's, oh, it's not super bad here in Jacksonville where we live. But imagine being the parent of a child 
who on a regular basis as law enforcement goes into the streets of Chicago. Pulling over cars. And like I said in my other podcast, nine times out of ten, police officers are responders. They respond to events. But in this particular situation, they were the victims in an event, which required other officers to respond. And imagine you being that parent, that spouse, that sibling, getting that phone call, getting that knock on the door at who knows what time of the day. And you open the door, and there are two law enforcement officers. And immediately your heart sinks. The blood, the blood leaves your face. The tears start to flow. The officer hasn't said a word yet. But you know. And they say, regret to inform you that your daughter... Ella French won't be coming home today. She was killed in the line of duty. And I was woke. I was I was awakened late the night of the incident my son was involved in with a call from him. But again, when your son is in law enforcement and you get a late night call, that can't be good. And I was blessed enough and fortunate enough for the call to be, hey, I'm okay, but I was involved in an officer-involved shooting. These are real people. These, these These are real people. And, and if you personally can't identify with Ella French because you don't know her, you don't know anything about her. If you're listening to this podcast, you know me. You know something about me. So there's a real story. These are things that really happen. And it's it's absolutely annoying that the very people who claim that Black American men are being hunted by the police say nothing about the fact that this young lady making a routine traffic stop basically was hunted. There are many, there, there's some of the articles and some of the uh, indicate that it, they were ambushed, basically. But, nah, Where, where's the 24-hour coverage of this event? We have to get the narrative turned in the correct direction to where the narrative that is spoken is that every person's life matters. That because you wear a uniform doesn't mean your life doesn't matter. It doesn't mean it's a free-for-all. We can shoot you at will whenever we want to.
we have to get to a place back to a place where we respect those in positions of authority. And specifically, I'm going to say if somebody's carrying a firearm, there's an immediate amount of respect I'm going to give you because I'm not interested in you pulling that weapon out. And as I said before, and if you don't believe me, do your own research. Police officers do not carry a weapon for the protection of you. They carry a weapon to protect themselves. And when you cause them to get nervous, when you start acting and saying things and, and responding in ways that are completely unnecessary, when a simple traffic stop for an expired tag and a suspended license ends up in your arrest, something you created, and now all of a sudden you decide, you know what, I'm going to fight you because I think I can take you and I don't want to go to jail. Don't cry when you get shot. Do the right thing. Get involved. I don't. I don't. I don't even know what to say anymore. You know, I, every Monday when I pull up the the the, the links and see what's going on in Chicago it just it just it I don't even say anymore and sometimes I, I, I want to feel bad for the mayor but I I don't I don't because I don't I don't think that she cares really I don't think that she 100% supports law enforcement. I don't think that she can or is or wants to go to the DA's office and say, why you need to start prosecuting these people to the fullest extent of the law, charging them. This isn't a joke anymore. This isn't just... We, we are, we are, people are dying and we're just letting it happen. And for you again, the listener, and I'll end it with this. There are real people out there who have sons and daughters, fathers and mothers, sisters and brothers out there. And I always look at it this way, out there in the dark of night, in that veil of darkness, riding the streets, going to responding to different scenarios and situations, not just traffic stops, but sometimes traffic accidents, domestic disputes, et cetera, et cetera. That they're out there doing those things so you can sleep at night. Make the decision today whether or not you're going to respect law enforcement or you're going to embrace chaos. 
I wanted to add this on to the end of the podcast, just a kind of an update. Um, so, and, and before I present the update to you, I also wanted to let you know that Officer Ella French had just returned from maternity leave. charges against two brothers today for murdering officer Ella French and critically injuring her partner. These are dangerous people who don't mind killing officers or people in Chicago. Police say 21-year-old Amante Morgan pulled the trigger. Morgan is charged with murder, attempted murder, and unlawful use of a weapon. Police say his older brother Eric Morgan was driving the car. The 22-year-old also faces charges. These two offenders killed Ella French, and tried to kill uh, the third and second officers there. That's the only person we're pointing the finger at today. Police say Officer French and her partner pulled the Morgans over for expired plates. This was on 63rd near Bell, just after 9 p.m. on Saturday. There was a struggle between Amante Morgan and Officer French's partner. Police say Morgan shot the 39-year-old officer three times. He's currently fighting for his life in the ICU. The officer who was shot and injured, who is still in critical condition, is uh, incrementally improving uh, from Saturday night's uh, tragic events. But when Officer French came to her partner's aid, police say Amante killed her. Superintendent David Brown says the murder weapon was an illegal gun. But for these types of traffic stops, our, our cities wouldn't be safe. The criminals who possess illegal guns are driving violent crime here and everywhere in this country. This comes as federal prosecutors charge Jamil Danzi from Hammond, Indiana, for illegally buying the gun and selling it to the Morgan brothers. We talk about the guns they're recovering, each, every, every one of them being a deadly force encounter, potentially, potentially a life saved. Uh, Saturday night, that, that became more than just words. There's a big problem in Chicago. If you ever get, if you get the chance to look at the video that shows the photos of these two young men who shot and killed the one officer as well as uh, critically injuring this other officer, and hopefully by the time that you hear uh, this recording, um, we'll know the, the, the full status of the, the other officer. But, I mean, when you have a tattoo around your neck and under your eye, you got problems. You're not just the regular Joe who, oh, you, you, you made me mad and now I'm going to shoot you. No, you're a wackadoo. And something needs to happen. So we, we need to do something so that these kind of individuals are not a threat to society. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Changing the Narrative with Cecil Grant. Please subscribe to the podcast and like us on Apple Podcasts, write a review, and give us a five-star rating. You can also find more information with regard to our podcast on my Facebook page, which is Changing the Narrative with Cecil Grant Jr. We'll see you next time.